there is an uh, important cricket business happening here as well. And uh, yesterday, uh, the New Zealand Cricket uh, Central Contacts List, uh, contracts list was officially announced with 22 of our top black caps awarded contracts uh, for the next season ahead, or offered contracts as well. AJS Patel was a notable admission after barely playing in the last cycle, whilst Adam Milne's recall signals an extended period of health for the quick and also reflects the heavy diet of white ball cricket on the agenda. Gary Stead, head coach for the Black Caps, uh, very instrumental in those contracts as well, joins us uh, this morning. Uh, Steady, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Smithy. All right, uh, just uh, for those people who are a little bit uninitiated uh, about um, the contracts, etc., tell us how you get uh, the contracts and, and how you break them down as such in terms of the rankings. For instance, um, are they uh, done on what has been achieved or what you expect in terms of how you're going to use your players going forward? Yeah, that, that's a great question because it's a little bit of both, but, but it's really looking at the future value and how we see... Uh, I guess the team's being played out in, in the next 12-month cycle. So, of course, uh, past performances always come into it. That's, uh, I guess, a, a reflector of what might happen in, in the future. But it's really a point system that gets divvied up across uh, three formats. We rank 25 players or down to 25 players in each format, and then the points work it out, and it, and it becomes really a mathematical thing of where you sit on the, in the order then. Okay, right, uh, that makes it uh, pretty crystal clear in that regard. Of course, uh, these days, um, when they first came out, uh, players jumped at them and thought, that's fantastic, it's the way to go to get a, uh, a nice security base to operate from financially. Of course, Steady, we've seen in the last uh, couple of years that not always be the case. So these are contracts that are offered and they have an acceptance date? Yeah, they have one week to accept. Um, but you, you hope that the, some of the conversations we've ha- been having with the players that we're reasonably sure on, on, on most cases there that, that guys will accept the contracts. Um, but of course, really, as you, I think, alluding to there, there are, there are certainly other... Um, there's a shifting landscape, I guess, of, of world cricket at the moment and, and the IPL teams seem to be making like a big play in a number of other... Uh, competitions around the world and it's certainly attractive to to players to look at other options as well and that's one of the considerations I think every single person needs to consider when they look at the contracts. One of which of course uh, probably our most high profile one in the last 12 to 24 months or so has been the Trent Bolt situation. Uh, We're reading and hearing that uh, he has been offered like a casual playing agreement as such. We don't need to know the numbers but what does that effectively mean? Uh, Well it really, it, it, I guess with Trent, he, he was initially offered a contract but declined it, and, and that's his prerogative to do so. But he's also made it clear to us that he does have an interest to play for New Zealand still. Um, and so if that was the case and and, and, uh, and he gets a casual playing contract, it, it basically just puts some parameters in place that we both, uh, both will have to, uh, I guess, agree to that keeps him ready and fit for selection and... And then, that, then it becomes a two-way conversation between Trent and, and New Zealand cricket around what he is available for and, and how that lines up. So there are ongoing discussions that are having at the moment. Uh, we don't know all the dates of uh, the leagues and, and certainly the, the um, international season hasn't completely been put out yet. So we're just waiting on some of those things to be able to finalise them. Would we uh, ever see him um, in, in Test cricket again? Uh, you know, we, we're kind of, a, again, monitoring headlines where it doesn't look that way. Is, has he ever spoken about uh, 
the possibilities of Red Bull? Yeah, we're speaking about that uh, at the moment. And, and look, whilst I don't know what that answer is just yet, we, we have six tests coming up soon. Um, I, I think Trent may be available for some, and then that, that's a decision that we have to make of how that fits in overall with um, where we're going as a team and, and, and the benefits of Trent Bolt being being back in white for us as well. So it's uh, it's not as just as easy I, he, as he's... he's uh, He's available now. Let's select him straight away because that actually has an impact on on other people within the group as well. So it's just working through those issues and and hopefully coming to uh, to a, a conclusion, I guess, in time that that works for everyone. I was watching a couple of days ago some highlights of uh, the World Test Championship that we did win at uh, Southampton, uh, and uh, Cole Jamieson's performance in that Test match was. Um, was indicative of just what we're missing when he's fully fit. I noticed he's uh, on the list to get a, a full contract. Uh, tell us where Kyle Jamieson is at. Uh, yeah, well, Kyle had back surgery, um, and he's he's back into very well low, still low levels, but he's progressing well. So the plan with for Kyle is when we start our tours again in, in mid August, is that he will be available and fully fit to be to be selected and everything. So. The surgery's been successful on a number of other players in the past, and we hope with Kyle that he has no further issues with his back. Uh, we heard uh, from Wags, which was uh, pretty cool to chat to him the other day, and he's, he was saying that uh, Kane's, Kane's come through surgery pretty well and, and uh, already into a bit of rehab. Yeah, yeah, he is, um, and we're delighted with how he's progressing. It's still, uh, I think... I think I'd term it probably a long shot um, for him to be available for a World Cup at this stage. I mean, there is a reasonably strict uh, rehab regime and, and the dangers of pushing too early and re-rupturing the, the ligament is still there. So it's, a, it's a, I guess, a case, Smithy, of trying to push as hard as we can without without breaking anything again because we know his value and, and what, a, what a great leader and great, great batsman he's been for New Zealand for a long, long time now. Oh, I think every time we talk to you, um, Gary, we talk about the spin situation. Three spinners in the group, uh, Bracewell, Santner and Sodi as such. Um, and, of course, uh, we get the uh, always get the predictable uh, texts coming in about uh, no ages this time around. Yeah, I mean, the, the way it unfortunately worked out for Ajaz is he, he just didn't pick up enough points. And I guess we're, we're predominantly looking at him in, in test cricket and... Um, I guess we've had a reasonably uh, successful period over the last six to eight years at home and, and spin hasn't played a huge part in that. Um, but we also know Ajaz's value of when he does get, get the ball and especially in overseas um, conditions. And uh, So I still imagine that Ajaz will play a part for us. It just, just means at this stage he wasn't, wasn't centrally contracted. Adam Milne, uh, I, for, I forgot just how long he's been around the scene. Coming up 13 years, he debuted back in 2010. Uh, but it appears um, you've put him on the list uh, and he's going to be pretty fully involved. Yeah, well, Adam's, uh, I guess, played a little bit more of a part this, this past sort of six months with us. Um, we've been really pleased, uh, I think, with the resilience that he's shown. Uh, he's a guy, when you, when you do get up around that, high 140s to 150 mark the, the the chances of the body I guess breaking is, is higher um, I think it's a little bit like being a, an open side flanker going into those tackles all the time you, you just put your body at more risk perhaps of, of what others do and um, 
but it's been great to see Adam come through that. He's had a pretty wretched time um, with injuries over over quite a long period of time now, but hopefully he's reached that age and stage with his body that he understands it and, and can get through certainly white ball cricket for us in the future. All right, OK. Um, now, the, the other question in terms of uh, current form, etc., a bit hard to gauge on a number of players because whilst they were floating around the IPL, a lot of them didn't perhaps uh, see the action that you would have liked to see get the, the actual in-game cricket uh, into their system and into their preparations. Uh, what about the, the Finn Allens, uh, the Tim Southies, uh, uh, the Mitchell Santners, those guys sitting on the fringes, the Glenn Phillips who have had very, very little cricket of late? What are, what are we doing about that? Yeah, well, I mean, some of those guys will go into different leagues over the over the winter as well. So um, there's the, the new US league that, that's starting up, and we, we will have a number of players that will head there. Um, for many of the guys, even though they've been in the IPL and perhaps not not playing, they they've still been training on a daily basis, and and may may still need a little bit of a I guess a mental break just to to freshen up and. We'll use the next couple of months as a real opportunity to, to ensure the fitness levels of our guys are right up where we want them to be. Um, so that's, that's sort of what the, the winter looks like before we, we head away. But whilst these leagues are great and, and the guys get opportunities to go, uh, it may still come a chance that we, we actually toured Pakistan in, in that period and some guys might choose in the future to still be available for New Zealand. That's something I... I think with the changing landscape, we still don't quite know where that's going to land. Well, on the current uh, World Test Championship final, I imagine you're, you're spending a little bit of time studying it. Of course, um, uh, we're not due to play um, either of these two sides, and, and more so in white ball cricket, which is probably uh, number one on your agenda at the moment. But of course, you've got a vested interest as the holder of, of this trophy. What have you made of the first two days? Uh, it's been very interesting. I thought... Um I thought Australia did very well to get through the the initial onslaught from India. Um, I thought they were pretty pretty difficult and trying conditions uh, to bat out there, and I, and I think for them to get through that that early stages was good. But then obviously Travis Head and and Steve Smith uh, shifted the momentum, and so yesterday morning India sort of fought their way back into it a little bit. But um, I think the pitch looks as though it. It's got just uh, enough in it for the bowlers to keep them interested, and in Australia, have a have a world class bowling attack with the the players they have. They're a well balanced team, so I, I sort of sense from here they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. And I was reading an article this morning, quite an interesting article uh, about the history of the toss and the success of teams batting first at the Oval, because it's obviously become quite a talking point that uh, Rohit Sharma won the toss and asked Australia to bat and the theory was it's much more advantageous and a lot of grounds to, to look down and rather than look up when you go out to perform your strategy. In other words, look at the pitch service more so uh, than the weather and the overcast conditions because they can change with a breath of wind. So is that something that you, when you're strategising with Kane and you, you, you go in the morning, the first morning of a test match and you, you look at that, how do you, how do you work, work through those variables? There are definitely uh, grounds in New Zealand that I think what you're saying there rides true, Smithy, that, that, it, that they might look green, but you actually look up, and if it's a clear sky, then then maybe it's better to bat on. But traditionally, I think the wickets in New Zealand have been ones that um, you, we generally bowl on. We, we sort of feel they, they don't probably deteriorate enough that um, batting in the fourth innings becomes quite as scary a scarier proposition as what it does in other countries that you go to. So... 
think probably the, the pitches in England are, are often the ones that are, uh, are that can be the hardest to read. Um, they do, as you say, can change pretty quickly with the weather. Uh, overcast conditions come in and all of a sudden it starts swinging around or the lights get turned on and it becomes a little bit more bowler-friendly. But they are the, they're the sort of the things you've got to try and plan out and look at what, what the weather might be five days in advance. But very difficult. You still have to play what's in front of you. So trying to find that right balance is, I think, the key. Right, okay, and just finally, Gary, uh, next, next mission, of course, is England, um, and you will have your World Cup squad, I would imagine, uh, on that trip to England with the, those white ball encounters. When do you, um, when do you envisage uh, finalising that publicly? Uh, we, we will be naming, we, we go to UAE and uh, England first to play some T20 matches, so that will be named uh, early July, and then with the World Test squad, uh, sorry, the Test the uh, World, uh, the ODI squad for the World Cup. I imagine that that will be probably the first or second week of August. Rightio, all good. Thanks, uh, G- thanks, Gary, for the update and uh, just clearing up the contract issues. Uh, uh, wonderful to hear from you. Thank you and uh, stay well, travel safe. Thanks, buddy. Cheers, mate.